Welcome to My Heart Songs podcast number 172, Love and Conscious Communication. Is kindness a positive quality that is the wrong size for this world? I don't think so. Kindness is not weakness, although it may be perceived to be so by some fearful folks. Anyone is more likely to remove their protective clothing with the warm, gentle sun of acceptance than the cold, penetrating wind of harsh judgment. So kindness is for me a foundational element of conscious communication. The Buddha includes in his noble eightfold path the concept of right speech. Is what I am about to share kind, true, and necessary? Beyond abstaining from false, divisive, and harsh speech, as well as idle chatter, right speech seeks to see between the words to the deeper silence of what is really going on. It involves what Rumi terms close both eyes to see with the other eye. It's a wholesome intention to use words not as weapons, but as skillful messengers. Words to build connection rather than alienation, yet grounded in my truth. It's also clear to me that many individuals have mastered the ability to clothe their aggressive intent in soft words. I find it helpful, solution rather than blame-oriented, to remember these principles, understanding also that telling the truth about what I think is not the same as telling someone that what I think is the truth. Seems to me that part of this concept is the realization that my thinking and the words that flow forth from my inner dialogue are always influenced by my own limited perceptions. When truth and humor are close allies, then the forces of darkness can indeed be overcome, at least for a while. In difficult situations, I've seen over and over the skillful use of humor can shift the energy in positive ways. And Carl Jung reminds us, quote, Loneliness does not come from having no people about one, but from being unable to communicate the things that seem important to oneself or from holding certain views which others find inadmissible, close quote. Conflict is a normal part of any relationship. I've learned to always first look inside myself to find the breakdown, rather than mindlessly blaming the other. And it is skillful to be smart about choosing a time when both people are in a good space to discuss sensitive issues. End of the day, being hungry, tired, rushed, hot or cold, makes anyone more irritable. Negative moods can be contagious. I've gotten better at sharing what is really bothering me in a few words. Sometimes all a partner wants is to be heard, often difficult for men who are more comfortable with the find-a-solution approach. Listen with a desire to understand rather than to reply. Listen to discover the other's loving intent behind what they are saying. Listen for the good in one another. Empathy first, then advice if wanted. Showing empathy doesn't mean I agree or that I'm obligated to do anything different. It just means I get it. It's about being with rather than jumping into fix-it mode. And sometimes that in itself is a healing bomb. No words necessary in this form of consciously connecting communication. Safety is enhanced by agreeing to take a time out when emotions or voices start rising, when active listening and problem-solving abilities have vanished. Dialing back the intensity, feeling secure and understood, often helps people feel stronger or see new solutions. 
I finally really get it that when I most want to run is when I most need to stay. And men often need their cave and time alone to process their emotions and get clear. Important for my mate and close family friends to understand. Whatever the conflict, it can be worked with and worked through. When I notice that judging mine has taken over my perception of someone else, I say silently, just like me, this person is trying to find happiness and avoid suffering. Simple, profound, and levels the playing field immediately. Pamela Cooper White, a professor of counseling psychology and theology, puts it this way, quote, All violence begins with the personal, with the I, and with a point of decision, a crossing of a line, where each of us chooses momentarily to view another living being as an it, rather than a thou, close quote. In a world so full of hardship and strife, it's a form of loving myself when I attune to my inherent drive to delight, to be alert and attentive to those fleeting moments of heartwarming hilarity and goofy, gorgeous, silly, sublime. So many little acts of self-love are possible throughout the day. What I offer to my body to consume, what I allow to enter my mind in terms of avoiding electronic pollution, what I offer to my heart in terms of openness and vulnerability and letting in the blessings all around me, what I answer when spirit calls me to the mystery. Each of these helps to fill the well of my being, creating a sense of well-being that is precious and sacred. And it is about consistently directing my intention and attention to these forms of loving myself. Conscious communication with the self is a form of self-love. Growing up Catholic, I was taught that self-love, everything from masturbation to asking for what I'd like, was either sin or selfishness. What crazy conditioning. How can I also be kind with my self-communication, just as I endeavor to be with others? The Reframe, from podcast number 6, and Thought Stream Shift, podcast number 11, are two tools worth cultivating. And when my inner critic has center stage and is taking over, it's also useful to tone down the self-judging. I usually say something like, thanks for the input, but it's not helpful right now. All the kind and loving aspects of conscious communication apply to myself as well. It takes practice to notice when I'm being unkind to myself to release the age-old ties that bind and at any moment choose a conversation or inner dialogue that is not only empowering but filled with loving kindness. Thanks as always for listening and remember friends and family can easily sign up at myheartsongs.org.